0: Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 470 for the second half of May 2018. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with a forecast and regularly include other special features. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of ThisWeekInAstrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. To get to a specific part of the show, including the forecast for a particular date, check out the index at the very end of this MP3. You can also see this index in writing at ThisWeekInAstrology.blogspot.com. We begin, as always, with the forecast. We've got a very juicy forecast. And then we're going to have a couple of announcements. And from there, it's on to our listener chart, where we look at a gentleman named Werner who's having some very strong stimulation from this beautiful Grand Trine kite with Jupiter and Venus and Neptune and Pluto. And it's hitting several parts of his chart that create a lot of very cool opportunities, which I'll be describing. And that's our show. So let's now dive into the forecast. Inspired expansion, amplified spirituality, and juiced-up creativity are supported by a Jupiter-Neptune trine, one of 2018's most important aspects. May's second half also features a Sagittarius full moon, the sun entering Gemini, and eight powerful new aspect patterns. What's old as we come into the second half of May? We've got a waxing moon, three retrograde planets, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, and a couple of Thor's hammers still hanging around till June 7th. Now let's look at what's new. On Wednesday, May 16th, you have a powerful opportunity to heal your psychological wounds as a triple Thor's hammer begins here on 5-16, peaks on the 23rd, and ends on May 31st. This complex pattern is composed entirely of challenging aspects, so be ready to overcome obstacles. This triple Thor's hammer includes three asteroid goddesses, Ceres, Pallas, and Vesta, it also incorporates two slower planets, Jupiter and Chiron. Three of this aspect pattern's planets create the foundation for this interpretation. Chiron in Aries empowers you to put fresh energy or renewed emphasis on healing. Leonine Ceres fires up the themes of loss and sorrow. Finally, retrograde Jupiter in Scorpio supports deep psychological reflection and amplifies transformation. Cancerian Palace can help you be assertive and strategic as you make peace with old emotional traumas. The final planet, Vesta, represents selfless service to others. It's a reminder that this healing work isn't just for you. We're all invisibly connected. When you heal yourself, you make it easier for others to do their own healing. My healing invocation has helped thousands do their self-healing work quickly and efficiently. I'm going to be mentioning this a lot in this forecast, so let me just tell you right now only once how to get to it. You go to astrashaman.com on the homepage. If you're on a decent-sized screen, then right there at the top of the homepage sidebar, there's this purple banner, Heal and Awaken Invocations. Click that. It'll take you to a page with two posts. The second post with a screaming man tells you how to use the healing invocation to call in your higher self to clear that stuff for you. Also, on Wednesday, May 16th, Positive Breakthrough or Crazy Making Chaos Depending on your focus, a Mars-Uranus square, Mars zero degrees, two minutes, Aquarius-Uranus zero to Taurus, can tip either way. If left to its own devices, the square could catalyze unwise impulsiveness, sudden violence, or devil-may-care promiscuity. Consciously harnessed, the square can give you powerful support to take immediate action on life-affirming intuitive flashes from your higher self. This is a great time for bold and unconventional action, if that guidance is coming from your inner wisdom. On Thursday, May 17th, abundance and communication are supported by a Mercury-Ceres-Jupiter-T-square. It begins today on May 17th, peaks on the 23rd, and ends on the 27th. Abundance is supported by Mercury's placement in lucre-loving Taurus. Scorpionic Jupiter can amplify wealth, while Ceres is associated with harvest and prosperity. Ceres helps empower communication by transmitting its abundance vibe to the teacher planets Mercury and Jupiter. Mercury loves to gather raw facts and data, while Philosophical Jupiter fathoms the information's deeper meanings. On Friday, May 18th, a strategic, disciplined approach to healing old emotional wounds is supported by a T-square featuring Cancerian Pallas, Saturn, and Chiron. You may find my simple free healing invocation helpful in doing your shadow work. On Saturday, May 19th, a T-square starting today has something in common with another T-square that started yesterday, Saturn and Chiron. Not only that, the third planet in each pattern is in Cancer. This means both T-squares share the theme of healing old emotional wounds. This T-square with Venus, Saturn, and Chiron also supports creative or financial mentoring. It begins today on May 19th, peaks on the 23rd, ends on the 29th. Also, on Saturday, May 19th, divine connection and inspired creativity are magically enhanced by a sun-Neptune quintile, sun-28 Taurus, Neptune-16 Pisces. This fairy dust aspect can also give extra support to law of attraction work. I have a little post on law of attraction. Go to my search box in the upper right corner on astroshaman.com, type law of attraction made simple. Finally, on Saturday, May 19th, You have strong, flowing support to take your relationships to the next level with a Venus-Uranus sextile. Venus, 0 degrees, 12 minutes Cancer. Uranus, 0 degrees, 12 minutes Taurus. With Venus newly entered into Cancer, it's an ideal time to open your heart more fully to unconditional love. Try the custom invocation Maximum Unconditional Love that Serves Highest Good Please using my free invocation system get to my free invocation system, click that purple banner I mentioned earlier on the top of the homepage sidebar. This time, go to the first post on that next page that comes up. It has a, a uh, blue angel, and it says invocations for healing and awakening. Also, this harmonious sextile with Venus and Uranus supports innovative creativity. On Sunday, May 20th, Ceres, an asteroid goddess with two radically different interpretations, receives powerful stimulation as the apex of a yod with Ceres, Neptune, and Pluto. This finger of God starts today on May 20th, peaks on the 28th, and ends on June 5th. Ceres' placement in dramatic Leo can make this aspect pattern's effects especially strong. Ceres is the grain goddess, associated with harvest and abundance. This Yod's back-end planets can amplify this affluent vibe with the energies of wealth and power, that's Pluto, as well as visualization to support a smooth flow of divine energy and intuitive information, that would be Neptune in Pisces. The 150-degree quincunxes connecting the back-end planets to Ceres are angles of adjustment. The more flexible you are, the more you'll be able to maximize the prosperity. Ceres can also catalyze loss and sorrow. Most people would prefer to focus on her prosperity face, but for most of us, healing our old emotional wounds is far more important for our soul growth than accumulating capital. In this context, Pluto is the lord of the underworld, stirring up each layer of repressed pain whenever it's time to deal with it. Neptune represents the healing energy you can call in from your divine self to clear these challenging emotions once and for all. And once again, my free healing invocation is very helpful with that. Also, on Sunday, May 20th, healing is further empowered by two Chiron aspects today, a Mars-Chiron sextile, Mars to Aquarius, Chiron to Aries, and a Venus-Chiron square, Venus to Cancer, Chiron to Aries. These aspects powerfully support you whether you're receiving healing or giving it. Mentoring also receives a boost from these astrological connections. Also, on Sunday, May 20th, another aspect that ties into the themes of this busy astrological day is a Venus Mars quincunx. Venus to Cancer, Mars to Aquarius. This supports adjustments that can make your relationships or creative expression more wonderful. A field tested communication process that works win win wonders in relationships is described in Marshall Rosenberg's book nonviolent communication. Finally, on Sunday, May 20th, the sun enters Gemini at 10.15 p.m. Eastern Time. For the next month, this energizes learning, communication, variety, and playfulness. On Monday, May 21st, the series Jupiter Chiron Thor's Hammer that started on May 1st, Peaks today here on the twenty-first and ends on June seventh. This aspect pattern is central to the meaning of the triple Thor's hammer I interpreted on May sixteenth, around the beginning of this podcast. The roles that Ceres, Jupiter, and Chiron play are summarized in this excerpt from that triple Thor's hammer interpretation. Chiron in Aries empowers you to put fresh energy or renewed emphasis on healing. Leonine Ceres fires up the themes of loss and sorrow. Finally. Retrograde Jupiter in Scorpio supports deep psychological reflection and amplifies transformation. Also, on Monday, May 21st, there are two aspects between outer planets and asteroid goddesses today. We'll take them one at a time. The first, a Neptune series quincunx, is part of that series Neptune-Pluto-Yod that I, I interpreted already, starting on the 20th, yesterday, May 20th peaking on the 28th, ending on June 5th. So remember back to that interpretation to understand this quincunx in its larger context. Also, your feminine assertiveness, strategic thinking, and practical creativity receive strong flowing support from a Uranus-Pallas sextile. Uranus, zero degrees, 20 minutes Taurus. Pallas, zero degrees, 20 minutes Cancer. You'll receive the most benefit from this aspect by keeping an open heart and following your intuitive flashes. Tuesday, May 22nd, there's a lot of healing juju in the air right now, and you may be experiencing more emotional challenge than usual. Fortunately, today's Sun Chiron sextile, Sun to Gemini Chiron to Aries, can help you process your shadow material more smoothly. This aspect is also ideal for mentoring, as well as sharing information that supports healing. Also, Tuesday, May 22nd, what was that about sharing information? A Mercury-Neptune sextile, Mercury-16 Taurus-Neptune-16 Pisces, supports the dissemination of practical information and makes it easier for you to channel it directly from your own source of inner wisdom. On Wednesday, May 23rd, three aspect patterns achieve maximum strength today. Buckle your seatbelts, that triple Thor's hammer with Ceres, Pallas, Vesta, Jupiter, and Chiron, started back on May 16th, peaks today on the 23rd, ends on the 31st. Secondly, the T-square with Mercury, Ceres, and Jupiter started on the 17th, peaks today on the 23rd, ends on the 27th. Finally, T-square with Venus, Saturn, and Chiron started on the 19th, also peaks today and ends on the 29th. That's a lot of power in the sky. Also, here on Wednesday, May 23rd, you can enjoy a smooth flow of vitality with the Sun trine Mars, Sun 3 Gemini, Mars 3 Aquarius. With both planets in air signs, you can also enjoy experimentation and plenty of mental stimulation. Ease, the Embodied Awakening Support Experience, offers you free weekly events via phone or web to help you eliminate suffering, enjoy more harmony, grace, and flow, replace mental chatter with intuitive knowing, Stop challenging emotions. Live each day in a peaceful, awakened state. Support the global spiritual awakening and more. The online recording library, over 130 MP3s and growing, lets you experience the life-transforming power of ease anytime. Just go to my homepage, com, go to services, and third one down is ease. And remember, it's free. On Thursday, May 24th, There are a lot of difficult aspect patterns going on right now, challenging us to take our healing to a deeper level. But an aspect pattern begins today that shines out like a shaft of gold when all around is dark. A grand trine with Venus, Jupiter, and Neptune. It begins today on May 24th, peaks on June 1st, ends on June 9th. Any grand trine embodies harmony and balance. This one includes Jupiter and Venus, both of ancient astrology's benefics, bringers of good fortune. And all the planets are in water signs. So at its most basic level, this grand trine offers emotional sanctuary, a place where your wounded heart can find peace and relief. If you already have a reliable way to achieve this emotional respite, this grand trine will give it extra support. Alternatively, you can invoke maximum emotional harmony and balance that serves highest good please using my free invocation system. Again, you hit the purple banner on the homepage sidebar and go to that first post with the blue angel. How to roll your own invocations is about partway through that post. Or using a shamanic astrology technique, you can direct the same invocation to the consciousness of the aspect pattern and its planets. Yes, they're all alive and they hear you and they will respond. This grand trine also offers many additional life-affirming opportunities based on its planetary meanings. Here's a few. More joy and empathic connection in your relationships. A more expansive relationship with your divine self. An easy flow of financial abundance. Amplified creative inspiration. Opening to deeper unconditional love by smoothly processing your shadow material. Sharing higher wisdom by channeling spiritual beings. And... Deeper heart connection facilitated by sacred sex. On Friday, May 25th, one of 2018's most important aspects is exact today for the second time out of three. This Jupiter-Neptune trine came into orb, which means close enough to resonate on October 17, 2017, was exact for the first time on December second, 2017. It's exact again today here on May 25th of 2018, and that's at 16 degrees Scorpio for Jupiter and 16 degrees Pisces for Neptune. And it will line up one last time precisely on August 19th of 2018. It finally leaves orb on October 11th. Jupiter remains in Scorpio throughout this trine. This Jupiter-Neptune trine is part of that grand trine with Venus, Jupiter, and Neptune that I interpreted a moment ago for yesterday. Inevitably, some of the interpretations here will be similar. As I wrote back on December 2nd of 2017, many wonderful opportunities are open to you during the months this aspect is active. They include an easier flow of energy and information supporting more direct connection in your religious practice to the divine, more intuition informing your personal philosophy, your role as a wisdom sharer or spiritual teacher, sacred sexuality, foreign travel, shadow work, occult and spiritual practices, creative inspiration, and dream work. Trines connect easily, but only give so much for free. The benefit you reap from this aspect will depend on how much effort you put into it. Also, on Friday, May 25th, collective healing is energized by a Thor's hammer with Ceres, Vesta, and Chiron. It started on May 15th, peaks today on the 25th, and ends on June 7th. As I wrote, on May 15th, Ceres' The Apex Planet can reflect sorrow and loss, Chiron's The Wounded Healer, and Vesta rules actions that serve the greater good. This is a good time to do something that will help heal the world around you. Healing yourself can benefit many other beings, even if you have no idea who they are. This Thor's Hammer with Ceres, Vesta, and Chiron is part of that triple Thor's Hammer with five planets, Ceres, Pallas, Vesta, Jupiter, and Chiron, and that triple continues through May 31st. On Saturday, May 26th, the first thing you may notice about today's Venus Saturn opposition, Venus 8 Cancer, Saturn 8 Capricorn, is a challenge in an important relationship. This could be an invitation to examine the structure of the relationship. Is it serving everyone's highest good, or would a restructuring be beneficial? Venus's placement in emotional cancer could result in hurt feelings. If you don't already have a quick and effective way to process these, my healing invocation could prove helpful. What if you're in a wonderful relationship that weathers this transit stress-free? Then you could consider how to improve on the relationship structure to make it even more wonderful. Because as you know, if you're a conscious person and going into your awakening more deeply, it always gets better than this. On Monday, May 28th, the Grand Trine with Venus, Jupiter, and Neptune that started back on May 24th is already bursting with wonderful opportunities, but some of its possibilities are newly emphasized by Pluto signing on as its kite point. This Venus, Jupiter, Neptune, Pluto kite starts today on May 28th, peaks on June 1st, and ends on June 9th. The peak and end dates are the same as the Grand Trines. From one perspective, the addition of Pluto doesn't add any new archetypal meaning. Pluto and Scorpio are astrological synonyms, and I already considered Jupiter's placement in Scorpio when I wrote my Grand Trine interpretations. Viewed another way, Pluto's presence makes a significant difference. A Grand Trine is a balanced pattern that doesn't focus on any particular planet, but a kite point acts like an arrowhead, inviting the other planets to express their energy through it. This gives increased importance to the last three grand trine interpretations from May 24th, since they incorporate Scorpio and now Pluto, and here they are again. Opening to deeper unconditional love by smoothly processing your shadow material, sharing higher wisdom by channeling spiritual beings, and deeper heart connection facilitated by sacred sex. Energy can also flow back from the kite point to the three corners of the Grand Trine, especially from a powerful outer planet like Pluto. At the most basic level, this simply boosts the Grand Trine's other meanings to a whole new level of wonderfulness. Also, on Monday, May 28th, that Yod with Ceres, Neptune, and Pluto that started on the 20th peaks today on the 28th and ends on June 5th. On Tuesday, May 29th, a full moon rounds out the sky at 10.19 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That full moon is at 8 degrees, 10 minutes Sagittarius. Any Sagittarius full moon is great for life-affirming release or adjustment in the following areas. Ever-expanding Sagittarius tends to believe that more is better, so it naturally covers lots of categories. Those are higher education, foreign travel, a quest or adventure, external or internal, Guru, philosopher, or professor, acting as or learning from. Joy, celebration, and euphoria. Publication, expansion of any kind. This full moon doesn't have a lot of aspects, but they do form a mystic rectangle. This aspect pattern promotes easy connection between its planets with its four soft aspects, but has enough hard energy from its two oppositions to get things done. Apart from the sun and moon, the only physical body making a significant aspect to the moon is Aquarian Mars. This supports outside-the-box action and works best when guided by your intuitive flashes. This might show up as innovative leadership or unconventional sexuality. You might want to shake up your exercise routine or find a new way to express your assertiveness. Are you being guided to make an adjustment or release that someone won't like? Remember that Aquarius can call you to the path less traveled, and walking it may involve disappointing those who love you. The moon's soft aspects to the lunar nodes can make it easier to harmonize with them under this full moon. The Aquarius south node flows to the Leo north node. This suggests taking your special gifts and blessing the world with them. This full moon's Sabian symbol is... A mother leads her small child step by step up the stairs. You might identify more as the mother or the child in this image. Either way, its meticulous Virgo flavor might feel too constraining for Sagittarius, which would rather plunge ahead by leaps and bounds. Nonetheless, this symbol arising in this context reminds us that adventure, one of Sagittarius's favorite words, depends on context. For the small child, making it to the top of those steps might be as thrilling as Sir Edmund Hillary being the first to summit Mount Everest. Mom might also feel great joy for having facilitated this accomplishment. Of course, it can feel wonderful to have the sort of grand adventure they make movies about, but you can also take great pleasure in the smaller-scale adventures that life offers us every day. Also, on Tuesday, May 29th, The primary meaning of a Venus-Juno-Pluto T-square is clear. Transformation in your relationships, especially committed partnerships. Cancerian Venus represents heartfelt connections. Juno stands for committed partnerships. Pluto empowers that which serves your highest good and invites you to release or transform anything that doesn't. This challenging aspect pattern starts today on May 29th, peaks on June 4th, and ends on June 14th. While it's in effect, pay attention to your important relationships, which ones are wonderful and are ready for deeper honesty, authenticity, and connection. Conversely, are there any that are hopelessly toxic or negative, where you'd be wise to minimize contact or make a final exit? This T-square also offers you the opportunity to transform your artistic expression through intensive collaboration. Imagine your joy as the unique synergy between you and your co-creator gives birth to new creative manifestations which neither of you could have accomplished on your own. Finally, on Tuesday, May 29th, creative writing and original thinking, especially on practical matters, is inspired by a Mercury-Neptune quintile, Mercury, 28 Taurus, Neptune, 16 Pisces. On Wednesday, May 30th, An innovative approach to your relationships, creativity, or finances is just one intuitive flash away with Venus quintile Uranus, Venus 13 Cancer, Uranus 1 degree Taurus. And finally, on Wednesday, May 30th, it's a great time to learn more about healing or mentoring or teach others as Mercury sextiles Chiron, Mercury 2 Gemini, Chiron 2 Aries. With Mercury and Gemini, let your mind roam freely. Whatever your sun sign, my forecasts can help you make the best use of the current astrological energies. All dates and times are in the U.S. eastern time zone. Events are most powerful on the dates listed, but their influence will be active for at least a week before and after. Everyone is affected by these global transits. However, you'll be most powerfully impacted when moving planets activate sensitive points in your natal chart. Discover how these transits will personally affect you by booking a session with me at astroshaman.com. Looking ahead to our next show for the first half of June, we're going to have Venus aspecting five slower planets. Pluto and Uranus are going to aspect three asteroid goddesses, including Pluto squaring Juno, the goddess of committed partnership. We'll have a new moon in Gemini and four new aspect patterns. Please come on and check out the next show when it's up. And I'll be here as usual, giving you the best use of these astrological forces. (music) You can hear my forecast on This Week in Astrology. But would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it conveniently pop into your inbox? And while we're at it, how about occasional bonus articles on astrology, along with simple, powerful healing and awakening techniques? That's what you get with Astro Shaman's free email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com. You'll see the newsletter sign-up form at the top of the sidebar. And if you like calculating your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? Astroshaman is an authorized dealer for Solar Fire Gold, which also runs on Mac's running Windows and recent Windows tablets. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar and choose Solar Fire Software from the drop-down menu. A free forecast newsletter and the best available price on solar fire gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. Announcements. You can experience two life-transforming shamanic processes at the Connection Camp out this weekend, May 17 through 20, a shamanic awakening ceremony and a certified shamanic breathwork process. And these are going to be relevant for you virtually in a few weeks. So even if you're not going to Connection Listen to what I got to say. It's relevant. This sixth installment of the Connection Campout will be held at the Majestic Spirit Crossing venue in Sneedville, Tennessee, two hours north of Asheville, North Carolina. Tickets are still available. This unique gathering offers four days of music, art, workshops, and ceremony. This is the container in which you can lay the foundation for lasting connections, practice new skill sets, and celebrate our shared humanity as we anchor in the world in which we want to live. My partner, Makisela, and I will co-facilitate a shamanic awakening ceremony Friday morning. Participants will have the chance to experience powerful shamanic healing and blissful embodied awakening. Makisela and I will sing, drum, and rattle to empower the group's experience. Participants need only relax and receive the good juju. Participants commonly experience peace and expanded light body awareness, conscious merging with the higher self, and the integration of the light body and physical body. On Sunday morning, I'll facilitate certified shamanic breathwork. Supported by focused breathing and powerful music, you can experience a natural altered state and spontaneous shamanic journeying. This can release old wounds, challenging emotions, and dysfunctional patterns, resulting in greater health and wholeness. These shamanic events will take place at the Camp Levolution stage within Connection Campout. I hope you can join us at this amazing gathering. There's more on that on the homepage of astroshaman.com in the What's New section. Another announcement, it works! Our first virtual shamanic breakthrough experience proved that these potent transformational modalities are 100% effective via phone or web. We're doing it again June 2nd, so you too can experience this live event's life-transforming benefits without leaving home. Here's a quote from one long-distance participant. She said, I experienced many sensations, peace, lightness of all the bodies. Much more words cannot describe. Thank you for sharing your lovely work. That's the end of her quote. So, breakthrough to a new level of happiness, ease, and spiritual awakening with the virtual shamanic breakthrough experience. Life-changing shamanic modalities will help you heal grief, fear, anger, and anxiety, or any other challenging energy that's blocking you. Be ready to stride forth into the world as a new and better you, stronger and more decisive, bursting with clarity, flow, and joy. That's Saturday, June 2nd. We've expanded it from five to six hours. Uh, If you're Eastern time, it's noon to six. Pacific time, it's nine to three. You're somewhere else in the world. Adjust the time. (laughs) McKissola and I will guide you and your co-journeyers in potent shamanic modalities during this intensive day of change. Uh, Remember, I told you to heads up on what I was saying earlier about these modalities. This event features a shamanic awakening ceremony and a shamanic breathwork, which I just described in that connection campout description. These potent modalities are similar whether they're done in person or remotely. So a quote from a long distance participant will suffice here about the breathwork. She says, I liked the breathwork best. I left the planet and cruised around the galaxy. It was about 80 minutes of bliss. And then there's Singa. McKeesla and I will amplify the transformative power of your shamanic breakthrough experience by consuming this extraordinary plant medicine. We'll transmit the energy of the medicine to you in the inner planes via these surrogate raises. Singa, also called Grandfather, is a health giving elixir made from pure, high potency South American tobacco. We'll be using this amazingly versatile plant medicine to empower everyone's prayers. It will help you release what no longer serves your highest good and integrate wonderful new spiritual energies into your body. Finally, every third Tuesday here in Asheville, North Carolina, we do a shamanic awakening ceremony meetup. And that's tomorrow as I record this, that Tuesday. So uh, information on that is in the practical spirituality section of astroshaman.com. And that's the end of the announcements. Our part one listener chart features Werner. His birth data is March 2nd, 1953, 520 a.m., in Grootfontein, Namibia. The city is spelled G R O O T as in Thomas, F as in Franklin, O N as in Nancy, T as in Thomas, E I N as in Nancy. Again, Grootfontein, Namibia. The country is N as in Nancy, A M as in mother, I B as in boy, I A. So Grootfontein, Namibia. I chose Werner, and I hope I'm saying that correctly, um, because I was looking for someone who had something around. 14 Cancer because I was looking at that beautiful um, Grand Trine kite, especially the Grand Trine with Venus and Jupiter and Neptune. And I thought, wow, I'd love to see what Venus is is briefly stimulating as Jupiter and Neptune run trines from the back end there. And uh, sure enough, Werner has Uranus around 15 Cancer. And that's significant because Werner has Aquarius rising, which means Uranus is the modern chart ruler. So uh, uh, it actually turns out to have a lot more than that of interest. And I will, I'll cover that there's uh, several really highly stimulated points in Werner's chart. And as always, sometimes, Werner, I'll be talking to you directly. Other times, I will be addressing you, the listener, and I go seamlessly back and forth without even knowing I'm doing it. <laughs> so... Um, If you want to run the chart, I gave you the data. Also, always when I have a listener chart or a celebrity chart, it's always up there as a PDF at thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. And near the end of each uh, blog announcing the show where I have the index, I underline and link the name of the person whose chart it is, and you can link through and see the chart or charts, as the case may be. In this case, it's just a one sheet with transits to the natal chart. So... Um, we can start by saying the initial point of interest is Uranus, again, around 15 Cancer. Uh, Jupiter is trine by transit. Neptune is trine by transit. And then briefly, we've got Venus as the uh, conjoining planet, which is stimulating it briefly. So basically, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, Uranus uh, normally, an outer planet like that, is not going to be a major deal in the natal chart normally unless it's angular or ruling an angle, especially a ruler in my experience. And of course, Aquarius rising, this means that what's being affected here is not so much the energy of Uranus, it's the energy of Werner's uh, interface with the world. The Ascendant is like the prow of a ship moving through the water. It's the mask, it's the persona, it's the overall body. It's that general first impression you make when you go out in the world. So Werner, what you've got right now Uh, with Neptune opposed, forgive me, Neptune trine is you can shapeshift right now. Neptune is the shapeshifter. It's in Pisces, the sign of shapeshifting and say, wow, do you want to transform that image you show the world? You want to make cosmetic change? You want to change your mannerisms and habits? This is a really good time to do it. Um, do you want to be theatrical or get your creativity out to the world more? That Neptune rules all that, and that trine is easy, automatic connection. Again, as I said in the forecast, the thing with trines they flow well, but they're kind of lazy. So uh, it takes some egoic effort if you want to have some of these effects play out in the world. Uh, Neptune also dissolves things. So if there's anything you want to dissolve about the body, uh, weight or any other characteristics that you would like less of, you can call on Neptune to dissolve that away. Neptune has resonance with law of attraction. It's visualizing and imagining. And therefore, you can hold the vision of what you want, and Neptune will assist you in making that transformation in that first house way, the body or the first impression that you give. Um, also, Neptune is a dissolver of boundaries. It's the planet of spiritual awakening, which involves high sensitivity. So Neptune trying the chart ruler says you're probably more empathic right now than usual. And don't be surprised if you're feeling the vibe of the world around you more sensitively. Um, so that's another phenomenon here. I always recommend my embodied awakening invocation, maximum embodied awakening that serves highest good please. I've Uh, talked in the podcast already about how to find that with the purple banner on the homepage, but using that might help you be more comfortable if the sensitivity that's going on is a little weird or a little too much. So that's a lot of Neptune. (laughs) Uh, Jupiter also trining Uranus is uh, amplification. Uh, you got to watch out on one level because Jupiter rules fat, and sometimes Jupiter trine the chart ruler can be a weight gain. I mean, if you need weight gain, that's great. Uh, But More so, it's usually just a joy, euphoria, celebration. It's a lot of wonderful positive energy going out into the world for you. And I would imagine that would be a little more of its natural expression. Of course, uh, I talked in the podcast earlier about all of Jupiter's various meanings, and this could be you going out into the world with more of a sense of, wow, what's my life path? What's my life purpose? Is there some wisdom I want to share, some big thing I want to learn? Do I want to adventure and quest? You know, those sorts of things are always worth asking when Jupiter makes a strong aspect like this. And Jupiter, of course, can be just, I'm expanding you. And uh, you can go out to the world a little more oomph and a little more energy with a Jupiter trine to the chart ruler. All right, so let's leave that be for the time being. And, of course, b- before I do, I'll mention, of course, Transit Venus has just hit uh, natal Uranus here on the chart I ran for June 1st, which is a little bit in the future, but this is when the the Grand Trine and that uh, kite with Pluto all peak. So I'm forecasting here for June 1st. Um, so that's a pretty strong uh, emphasis on that for that. But you know what? In Warner's chart, there's a lot more going on than this. Uh, the Uranus at uh, you know around 14 cancer was what first got me. Then I noticed, oh, look at this we have got some serious midheaven stimulation. Werner, your midheaven is 20 degrees Scorpio. And that means Pluto right now is very tightly trine. Forgive me, very tightly sextile that. And that Pluto sextile of the midheaven is running through November of 2020. So that's about two and a half years more uh, from this moment in time. And for an even longer period, Neptune, which isn't quite in the power zone yet for the trine, will be starting next year. And that Neptune trine midheaven will last through the end of 2022. That's like four and a half years from now. (laughs) So a lot of stimulation of midheaven long term. And even shorter term, transit Jupiter has already hit it twice in the last few months. And transiting Jupiter will land on the midheaven one more time. Um... Basically, so the Jupiter-conjoining-Midheaven triple hit has run almost most of 2018, January through early October. Still some months left. So, wow, you got Jupiter, forgive me, you got Jupiter-conjoining, Pluto-sextile, Neptune just edging into the trine. So that's a lot of Midheaven action. And, of course, Werner, if your Midheaven is getting lit up by Ptolemaic aspects, so is your nader. So the nader is home and family and shadow work. So any energies there, anything in those realms, that needs to be released, adjusted, made stronger. A very powerful time to do shadow work or if it's appropriate at this point in time to move or renovate or redecorate. That's super uh, emphasized if you're called to do that. It's fine to stay where you're at too if everything's great. Uh, family, very often under such strong transits, uh, a family member will get closer to you or maybe you'll release one Uh, A lot of stimulation around any of the fourth house themes is up as well. So, let's also look at the Chiron effect. Oh, you know what? I didn't really give enough emphasis there to the Midheaven. I talked about it, but um, with this much stimulation of the Midheaven, which, of course, is being stimulated even more than the nadir because Jupiter's conjoining the Midheaven, whereas it's opposing the nadir, the fourth house cusp, uh, what a powerful time for careers. So, if what you're doing for a living is juicy and in alignment with your higher purpose, then the Jupiter conjunction should really light it up in conjunction with that Pluto sextile currently active. Could be a time of great success, expansion, wealth. Um, and, you know, Werner, uh, you're born in 1953. I don't know if you're even still working anymore. Maybe you're retired. But the tenth house isn't just career for money, it's your reputation out in the world. If if you feel like there's something powerful you can be doing out to develop more reputation, to get into the public eye more, this would be a great year to do it. Um, and, and several months have gone by, you've still got several months to go with that Jupiter conjoining the midheaven and, and several years with Pluto sextile. So I would just say, yeah, really being public out there in the world, doing your thing, whatever that is, whether it's paid or not is very strongly supported. If you're doing work and it doesn't suit you, then all this stimulation will make clear to you why it's not the thing you should be doing, and hopefully will help you release or adjust it so you can shift into something that's more appropriate. There, that's enough on the Midheaven. (laughs) The last thing I wanted to touch on is your Chiron, which loosely opposes Uranus, so that means what's going on in the sky, uh, Pluto is conjoining Chiron, that's pretty powerful, Uh, Neptune is beginning the sextile and Jupiter is doing its own sextile. So Chiron, um, we could legitimately say, is the most juiced up planet of them all. Uh, Pluto conjoining, it doesn't get any stronger than that when Pluto is the slowest planet you use like it is for me. So what's Chiron, the wounded healer? And this, by the way, is at 19 Capricorn. And Pluto is just about one or two degrees past as of June 1st. And it will be coming back on top again, very close. So this is okay. Pluto is the lord of psychology in the underworld. Chiron is the wounded healer. Shadow work. Uh, This combined with the stimulation of the nader, which is a powerful shadow work placement too. That's a double emphasis. Uh, Werner, I can almost guarantee you've got a lot of challenging emotions coming up. And boy, that healing invocation I was harping on in the earlier part of the podcast would be so helpful. Just as a reminder, purple banner. On the top of the sidebar of astroshaman.com, click it, tap it, second post with the photo of the screaming man. We'll teach you about this amazing healing invocation. You say seven words to your higher self, maximum healing that serves highest good, please. You go passive and amazingly, the higher self sends in the energy exactly to where the upset energy is and it flushes it out once and for all. It's pretty amazing. Sounds too good to be true. And it's been working for people for seven years. As I said, thousands of people have used it. I've gotten so many feedback that, yes, it's a great technique. I continue to use it. It's super helpful. So uh, if that sounds like it might be helpful, Werner, while you've got this massive shadow work stuff going on, then give that a try and see if that's helpful. Of course, um, it could be you've already healed a lot of your shadow work. And Chiron for you isn't so much about getting your your old wounds triggered as it is you stepping out as the healer or the mentor. In which case, get out there and do your thing. Um, Natal, you've got a Chiron sextile midheaven. You've got a Scorpio midheaven. That all supports stepping out and doing healing work in the world if you're so called to that. So um, if that's your gig, then it's a fantastic time to be out there supporting others with your own healing and mentoring skills. And that's what I wanted to say about your chart, Werner. Thanks so much for sending it in. Um, You remain eligible to win a free session every month, as does everybody who's ever sent their information in who hasn't already won the free session. So Werner, thanks again for sending in your chart. Living a harmonious life can be difficult, especially these days when things are moving so fast. You'd think that those of us committed to personal and spiritual growth would have it easier, but sometimes it seems as if our lofty aspirations cause us to face even greater challenges. Fortunately, you have a map to guide you, your astrology chart. It can reveal a wealth of information about your soul purpose, your optimal career, and your ideal romantic partner. Spirituality, timing, relocation, your chart, when interpreted by an insightful, experienced astrologer, can provide helpful insights into every area of life. And since the moving planets keep activating different parts of your chart, getting astrology updates at least once a year can help you keep focused on what's important now. But astrology is only the beginning here at Astro Shaman. We also offer shamanic healing, which can reduce or eliminate physical, emotional, and mental issues. Your shamanic healing session will also equip you with simple, powerful techniques you can use on your own to help you take your healing and spiritual awakening to the next level. We also offer other services to help improve your life, including awakening activation, electional astrology, mentoring, and more. All are equally effective in person or by phone or Skype. A digital recording of your session is included, and my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. To learn more, visit astroshaman.com. I love my work, and I look forward to helping you. We're nearing the end of this episode of This Week in Astrology. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend or post or tweet about us or donate to support us at thisweekinastrology.com. You can link to my Facebook page where I post my forecasts from thisweekinastrology.com and astroshaman.com. You can listen to This Week in Astrology on your smartphone or tablet at stitcher.com. And if you're an iTunes listener, please do subscribe through iTunes and help us stay the number one astrology podcast on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way. This Week in Astrology is copyright 2018 by Astro Shaman. All rights reserved, although enthusiastic sharing, is encouraged. You can access our free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. This also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every month. I welcome your personal questions for my live listener consultation segments. I also welcome your general astrology questions and feedback. Just email info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of This Week in Astrology. Here's the index for this episode. The overview begins at one minute, 30 seconds, May 16th. 203, the 17th, 432, the 18th, 511, the 19th, 529, the 20th, 717, the 21st, 952, the 22nd, 1120, the 23rd, 1203, the 24th, 1333, the 25th, 1530, the 26th, 1752, the 28th, 1843, the 29th, 2031, the 30th, 2435. Next show's highlights, 2535. Announcements, 2704. And our part one listener chart, 3130. Thank you so much for listening to This Week in Astrology.